friends, this is Linda Dawson. And this is Glenn Dawson, and we're so glad to have you all with us today here on Preparing Our Heart for Worship podcast. Linda, what's it all about today? I'd Rather Have Jesus is a hymn written in 1922 by Rhea Miller with the music composed by George Beverly Shea. This hymn is about dedication and commitment to Jesus. George Shea's mother had left Miller's lyrics by his piano, and he then created accompanying music. Thus, this hymn was born. I'd rather have Jesus than silver and gold. I'd rather be his than have riches untold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand than to be the king of a vast domain or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name. He's fairer than lilies of rarest bloom. He's sweeter than honey from out the comb. He's all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead. The hymn which expresses a desire to forsake all and follow Christ is I'd Rather Have Jesus. The text was written in 1922 by Rhea Miller. At age of 28, while walking in the field of her home, Rhea Miller recalled her father's early battle with alcohol and how the Lord set him free. He had made the commitment that he would rather have Jesus than all the silver and gold in the world and all the houses and lands that money could buy. It was her time of meditation on her father's words that inspired this fine gospel song. Rhea was an excellent pianist, and she actually wrote a tune for the words, but Beverly Shea later saw only the lines of poetry and provided his own tune, the one with which it is now identified. The tune was composed by George Beverly Shea, who was born on February the 1st, 1909, at Winchester, Ontario, Canada and was a Grammy Award-winning gospel singer and hymn composer. The fourth of eight children of Adam Shea, a Wesleyan Methodist church minister, and his wife, Maud Shea, George and his family lived in Westchester, Ontario, Canada, and Huntington, New York, also Ottawa, Canada, Ontario, Canada, and Syracuse, New York, as well as Jersey City, New Jersey, during his youth. Taught to play the violin by his father and the piano and organ by his mother, Shea had a deep, resonant, baritone voice that brought early recognition. Beverly's father was a pastor and even in his youth, he ministered in music in Pastor Shea's church. But one Sunday morning in 1929, his commitment to Christ was affirmed and strengthened by a small piece of paper. He was seated at the piano, 
likely preparing some music to be shared in the service that day. His eye caught sight of a clipping on the music rack. His mother often shared with him in this way articles and poems she thought would be a blessing. In this case, it was Rhea Miller's poem. Beverly's heart was touched by the message of the text, and he immediately wrote some music for it. Shay's mother heard his singing and requested him to sing it at church, so he sang it for the first time in the service that Sunday morning. After attending Ansley College in Ottawa and Houghton College in Houghton, New York, Shay became a clerk in a medical department in the New York City offices of Mutual of New York Life Insurance Company, where he worked for the next nine years, during which time he married his childhood sweetheart, Emma, and they had two children, Ronnie, Ronnie and Elaine, becoming a naturalized American citizen in 1941. While still working for Mutual Life in New York City, he appeared in an amateur hour program hosted by Fred Allen on NBC Radio. As a result, he began singing regularly on the radio station and then started his recording career at the U.S. branch of Deco Records. Also, he joined the staff at Moody Bible Institute in Chicago, Illinois, eventually working his way to lead musician for the Billy Graham Evangelistic Campaigns. Best known for his rendition of How Great Thou Art, the first line of the chorus forming the title of his autobiography. Shay became an award-winning American gospel singer and hymn composer. Beginning with Billy Graham in 1944, George Beverly Shay carried the gospel in song to every state of the Union and in every continent of the world. I first met Beverly Shay while in Chicago when he was on the Moody Radio, declared Mr. Graham. As a young man starting my ministry, I believed Bev would join me, and he said yes, and for over 60 years, we had the privilege of ministering together. In 1939, King George VI and Queen Elizabeth came to Canada and visited the famous Calgary Stampede. During a special ceremony, Chief Whitefeather was asked to sing. Being a Christian, he sang, I'd rather have Jesus as his testimony. It contained the lines, I'd rather have Jesus than to be king of a vast domain. After his solo, the chief was praised by the king and queen, at which time he boldly asked, And would you rather have Jesus? And the queen answered without hesitation, Yes, the king and I both would. Shay, whose rich, deep voice led him to be known as America's beloved gospel singer, recorded 70 albums, toured the world, and earned 10 Grammy nominations, winning one in 1965. In 1972, Shay wrote another book, Songs That Lift My Heart, a personal story, which focused more upon his music, and the two books can often be found together in a double-backed edition. Emma's died in 1976. 
and George married Kathleen Ecto at in nineteen eighty five. The Grammy organization gave him a Lifetime Achievement Award in 2011, considered the first international singing star of the gospel world as a consequence of his solos at Billy Graham Crusades and his exposure on radio, records, and television. Shay is estimated to have sung live before more people than anyone else in history because of the large attendance at Graham's Crusades. Legendary gospel music singer George Beverly Shea, whose career spanned much of the 20th century and who long served with Billy Graham, died on Tuesday, April the 16th, 2013, at the age of 104 in Montreal, North Carolina, after a short illness. This hymn is about dedication and commitment to Jesus. Stanza 1 points out that Jesus is greater than all the material possessions. says, I'd rather have Jesus in silver and gold. I'd rather be his than have riches in gold. I'd rather have Jesus than houses and land. And I'd rather be led by his nail-pierced hand. There are things more valuable than silver and gold. As in Proverbs 16.16 says, How much better is it to get wisdom than gold? and to get understanding rather to be chosen than silver. We must learn not to trust in uncertain riches. First Timothy six seventeen through 19 says, Charge them that are rich in this world, that they be not high-minded, nor trust in uncertain riches, but in the living God, who giveth us richly all things to enjoy that they do good, that they be rich in good works, ready to distribute, willing to communicate, laying up in store for themselves a good foundation against the time to come, that they may lay hold on eternal life. Those who follow Christ may have to leave houses or lands. Mark 10, 29 and 30 says, And Jesus answered and said, Verily I say unto you, there is no man that hath left house, or brethren, or sister, or father, or mother, or wife, or children, or land, for my sake in the Gospels. But he shall receive at a hundredfold now in this time. Houses and brethren and sisters and mothers and children and land come with persecutions in this world, but eternal life in the world to come. Stanza 2 points out that Jesus is greater than worldly goals. I'd rather have Jesus than men's applause. I'd rather be faithful to his dear cause. I'd rather have Jesus than worldwide fame. I'd rather be true to his holy name. We should beware when all men speak well of and applaud us. Luke 6.26 Woe unto you when all men shall speak well of you. For as did their fathers to their false prophets. There is no profit if we gain the whole world, including its fame, and lose our souls. Matthew 6.26 says, For what 
is a man profit if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Or what shall a man gave in exchange for his soul? Being true to his holy name of Jesus is the most important thing than anything else. Acts 4.12 says, Neither is there any salvation in any other, for there is none other name under the heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. Standard 3 points out that Jesus is greater than all earthly beauty. He's fairer than lilies of rarest bloom. He's sweeter than honey from out the comb. He's all that my hungering spirit needs. I'd rather have Jesus and let him lead. A lily is a pretty flower, but Jesus is fairer than lilies. The Song of Solomon in chapter 2, 1 through 2 says, I am the rose of Sharon and the lily of the valley. As the lily among thorns, so is my love among the daughters. He also, like his words, are sweeter than honey, like it says in Psalms 119.103. How sweet are thy words unto my taste, yea, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And he is all that is needed for those who hunger for righteousness. Matthew 5.6 Blessed are they who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. In conclusion, the chorus encourages us to seek Jesus above everything else in this world, than to be the king of a vast domain, or be held in sin's dread sway. I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. The possibility of a steady job and big money in the entertainment business might have been tempted to those in the Depression years. But Bevshay's sail was set, and he never turned back. His favorite verse of scripture was, My lips shall greatly rejoice when I sing to you, and my soul which you have redeemed. Psalms 71, verse 23. This is a song about values. It weighs a personal relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ against two particular things, money and possessions on the one hand and faith and popularity on the other. It echoes the penetrating question, what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world? and loses his own soul. Mark eight thirty four through 37 What will your answer be? I trust you'll respond in the words of Rhea Miller. On one occasion, the Lord Jesus was met by a young man who had great possessions, we see in Matthew nineteen twenty two, and was rich, very rich, as we see in Luke eighteen twenty three. And the Lord told him to sell his, sell his possessions and give to the poor and come follow him. Matthew 19.21 Not that being wealthy is wrong, but it becomes clear from what follows that the man's wealth had become his God. 
He was strongly attached to his possessions, and he wouldn't surrender them, even in response to Christ's call. Instead, he went away sorrowful at the thought. We can only hope that eventually he made the radical change in his value system. Beverly Shag commented, Over the years, I've not sung any song more than I've sang I'd Rather Have Jesus, and I never tire of Mrs. Miller's heartfelt words. He allowed these words to guide and direct him as a young man, and the world was better off for it. Otherwise, he may never have teamed up with the Billy Graham Evangelistic Crusades and shared such a powerful message with the world in song and left us singing, I'd rather have Jesus. Let me ask you something. If you could have anything in the world you wanted, what would you pick? Now, I thought I would catch Linda off guard, and I asked her that question. And just as quick it could be, she responded, I don't know. I got all I need. And I think about that, how true it is. We have Jesus and much more. All our needs are met. God is taking care of our finances and our bills and are paid. You know, in dealing with other people, even pastors and fellow evangelists, they can't understand why I don't charge anything for our ministry. But that's just it. God has taken care of all of our needs. He's met all our expenses. We've had to carry out this work. Of course, we do let others share in our ministry when they feel led to by the Lord to give, but we don't have a need to ask for financial help. Often when we share our podcast and announce the release of music, people right off the bat think, what are you all selling? We were in Las Vegas, for example, traveling out to the Grand Canyon, Hoover Dam, and Sedona, and I shared our card uh, that tells about our ministry and a gospel track, and right away, I get, what are you guys selling? Folks, folks can't believe that we're selling nothing. The world is so geared to getting money, not many can see the value of Jesus. The Bible tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. And like everything else in the Bible, it's true. Life without Jesus is miserable. Don't get me wrong, I still have problems in life. I have just come through COVID, and that was not comfortable at all. But I could go to Jesus. I could feel his presence. I knew that all things work together for good for those who love God, to those who are called according to his purpose. And you know that phrase, this too shall pass, I used to think was out of the Bible, but I've learned since it's not in the Bible, but it was inspired by the Bible in 2 Corinthians 2, 14 and 15. 
for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, worketh for us far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory, while we look at not at the things which are seen, but the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. This phrase has great meaning as we realize these earthly problems are temporal and will pass. See, I did get better. Thank you, Lord. Think of being separated God from God forever. Now that's a real problem. It's God that holds together the fabric of space and time. Hebrews 1.3 says, Who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person and upholding all things by his word and his power, when he had by himself purged our sin, set down at the right hand of the majesty on high. Now go ahead and play I'd Rather Have Jesus on the tenor sax. Okay.
absolutely love it when you visit with us on our podcast. And it's always so good to hear from old friends and new friends, too. We enjoy sharing stories and history about the old-time hymns, the authors and events related to the writing of their songs. We hope you've been informed and thoroughly enjoyed yourselves. Our music has been distributed to many places on the web, and you can hear it absolutely free by searching the web for the music of Glenn Dawson. It's our gift to you, our friends. Go over to YouTube and search for us, and when you get there and find us, punch that like button and subscribe to our channel. We want to partner with YouTube and we need 4,000 watch hours in 12 months and 1,000 subscribers. You can help us get there and golly, we'd appreciate that so much. This will help us get our channel going. We are a 100% nonprofit organization dedicated to sharing Jesus with everyone. We enjoy hearing from you all and you can write us on the platform you're hearing us on probably. But if you need to go somewhere else, run over to our webpage. It's at glendawsonea.com. G-L-E-N-N-D-A-W-S-O-N-E-A.com. We look forward to seeing you again next week on Preparing Our Hearts for Worship. God, God be, be with, with you. you. Goodbye, Goodbye for, for now. now.